right, welcome again to another edition of Romancing Our Stones, your male survival guide to media and pop culture your girlfriend will likely drag you to. This is Alex. And I'm Matt. And uh, we've got episodes two and three that we are going to be discussing regarding Married at First Sight. Season nine. Season nine. Episode two and three. On Netflix, follow along. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, share the show too. Yes. Um, we grow and we get to afford things like this and this and this and this plastic surgery. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we actually did a face swap, you know, like the movie Face Off. Yeah. So actually, follow us on. We actually have these live, not live, but live recorded videos on YouTube now. Check those out at RO Stones, guys. But th- it's a special occasion. Because we are drinking what, Alex? We are drinking unknown Hefeweizen because I don't know the name of it because we made it. We made it and we brewed it and it is ready for our enjoyment. It's one of my favorite drinks of all time. So that's why we decided to make one. Mm. It's delicious. I'm really happy. Yep. Very fruity. ABV's in the five range. We didn't do the gravity thing, which my brewing friend would be very upset with us about. (laughs) Um, but, uh, tastes good. Yes. I am not disappointed. Brewing beer is a lot like married at first sight. It's that you have a lot of expectation going into it and you do not know how it's going to taste until you pop that bottle <laughs> and it's in your glass and you're committed to late. sipping it. Yeah. <laughs> and you have 60 bottles. You got to drink. Yeah. You have a lot of bottles. <laughs> Luckily for us, both of the ones that we did were actually delicious. So we did an IPA, which we'll drink for the next show. It was a um, double IPA, wasn't it? No, it was a, sure. Because I don't want to contradict you on air, but you're wrong. It was a single IPA. Okay, single okay. IPA. Yeah, um, but it's it is yummy. So we're happy about that. But um, this episodes plural are the wedding episodes of Married at First Sight. Is the takes our four couples, takes them through the bachelorette, bachelor party, the wedding planning, and then the actual weddings and unveiling and meeting themselves. Um, you're in luck. I'm talking to you guys out there because you have two men that have gone through the wedding process and we know what it's like. So we're going to tell you where the show is accurate and and not accurate. And we're going to talk about how crazy dumb a lot of these characters are on this show. And I'm saying characters they are actually people, but I'm going to say characters (laughs) that way. Thus is the, the, uh, the whole reality TV, the moral divide of reality TV. Correct. Yeah. Um, so we have our four couples. Um, how do you want to? Where do you want to? Where do you want to go with this? I mean, where do you want to start? How do you want to take this? What do you think? Well, the first episode ends with the couples being selected, and obviously, husband doesn't know who wife is. Wife doesn't know who husband is, and it opens up with the planning of the bachelorette and bachelor parties yeah. for the groups, which I thought was kind of interesting because logistically speaking. It was a bachelor party and a bachelorette party with the characters, with, with the, the contestants. With the, other, with the other, other people. It was not, yeah, it was not a, each one had their own and the cameras followed them and their groups along. It was like just one with all the guys and one with all the girls. And you could tell they had like kind of group parties where the other friends all came along, but mm-hmm. it was very much a sponsored by the show bachelor and bachelorette party. It was also the, the, the male strippers and the girls one. And I, you know, it's really funny. We watch a lot of reality TV, you and I do. Why is it now that every single time 
the, the girls, girls have ones. strippers mm-hmm. and the guys are always doing like casino night. Yep. Smoking cigars. It's, Which is perfectly fine, it, but it's just weird though. It's like, it has cons- the double standard been, flipped. It's been the consistent message in a lot of these shows mm-hmm. where all of a sudden these girls are now, you know, getting dongs shaked in their face and uh, they're cheering for more and more and more. Except for Iris. Iris was not for it. Iris was not comfortable at all. No. I don't blame her. I was uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, I was uncomfortable. Um, I was also very uncomfortable with the guy's talk as they were sitting there. And they're like, hey. The nothing talk? The nothing talk. And then it went from nothing talk to sex talk immediately. <laughs> There's no, yeah. There was no like speed bump or there was no like. Because it was just the four of them chatting first. Correct. Right? And, and, and it wasn't it, like the tram at Disney like, coming up on your right. We're gonna be talking Dude, about sex. It's you could like, have you could have heard a pin drop. It's like, hey, you're tall and I'm small. Hey, anyway, you're gonna have sex with your wife? Yeah, like they they, I, I can't even remember what the first thing they talk about, but it's like, they somebody mentioned something like it's like, hey, like are you guys all ready? Like, and it's like, yeah, yeah, and they they kind of talk about how I think how how different of a situation this all is, and then they just go, sex, dead, and then and then it's like. <laughs> So what are you guys going to do the night of? <laughs> it's like, wait, what? Yeah. You guys had nothing to talk about. So what do you guys bring up is sex? I don't know you, but where do you stand on this? Because I want to know. Um, and the girls have that same conversation too. And Elizabeth. But they actually is, had conversations all throughout the night. Well, they actually seemed like they were bonding, like getting to know each other. <laughs> well, they have know. a shared experience. It's like the guys weren't even touching on the whole like. So what was like when Dr. Pepper came into your place? Like, oh, it was super weird. Like, not- she was bubbly. She, she was bubbly. Like, how many flavors is bold? How many flavors does Dr. Pepper have? <laughs> 32. 32 flavors. Maybe 23. I should know this. I went to the Dr. Pepper factory at Waco. Ooh. Yeah. Little known fact. Waco, Texas. Dr. Pepper. Home yeah, yeah. I heard it here first. And Big Red. Yep. Big Red gum or Big Red? The drink. There's a drink called mm-hmm. Big Red? Mm-hmm. Why am I just hearing it's, about this? In my opinion, it's not the best tasting soda, but but I think Dr. Pepper is a tweak on Big Red that is probably more palatable. Mm. But regardless. So I want to talk about um, Elizabeth because I this girl makes me want to crawl out of my skin a little bit. And I said in the last episode that <laughs> I think Elizabeth, she's... Elizabeth, I think I'm hilarious. I'm hilarious. <laughs> Uh, I work for my dad, and um, he's the closest guy to me. And sometimes um, I can be a bit overwhelming. I can be overwhelming. I mean, her birthday party when she's like, "Let's party, bitches!" I'm like, "Oh my gosh, that tells me everything I need to know about you. I, everything I need to know about you." I say that at my birthday party. Oh, and I'm 31. Gosh, it was so painful. Um, I'm gonna say that at our next birthday party too. Actually. You've got a birthday coming up. I'm going to say it at your birthday party. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I'll judge it's you a done it. deal. But I, 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 I'm all of a sudden getting more irked by Elizabeth because she talks just like Jessica from Love is Blind. She has the same tone, the same inflection. She sounds as nasally and immature as, as Jessica did. We haven't had the, when I'm 37, you'll be 27. We haven't had that conversation yet. <laughs> <clears throat> but, but when uh, I'm 47, you're going to be 37. But her dad, her dad, he's funny, but he seems like he is just a pushover. Yeah. And she controls him so much, but he seems when she when she told him that they were they made a match and they're going to get married, he's like his, his surprisingly face was like, chill about it. He was chill about it, but he's also like, "Oh, that's not going to work." <laughs> well, <laughs> because it's you. <laughs> 
and, and and I'll and I'll add to your like possibly a pushover thing. What I gathered from just inference and some conversation that they <clears> had in this in the, that episode was she's the last one that's still kind of hanging around because all the other daughters have moved on. I think she's one of three is what I kind of got the gist of. And the other yeah. two daughters are married and off doing their own thing. She's the last one that makes them parents, like still mm. kind of nesting a, a, a kid in a way. Well, I, so I think that was kind of like, not that dad should be She cool. seems more like a barnacle than a kid. I think she's a barnacle on the ship and... They're like, wow, I can't wait to scrub this one hey, off. she's an account executive. She could be responsible for growing that business. We don't no, know. No, she's not an account executive. Yeah. Is she? Yeah, she's an account executive for dad's company. So she right. travels around. She's, she gets work done. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Um, and then I also laugh because you have Greg. And Greg's like looks like this put-together guy. He rides his motorcycle around, volunteers at church. And he, he, you see his house when he's being interviewed. He has all these ornate, you know pictures and plants behind him as he's being interviewed then he's calling to call his mom to tell him about getting married at first sight and he's sitting in a room with two beanbag chairs and a single tv and he's a bachelor he's a bachelor i get it but you know greg is kind of an interesting character to me because he i I hate that i'm calling people characters but i have for lack of a better word um (laughs) i feel like i was presented with one thing and then i'm getting another thing now that i'm getting to know him a little bit and we talked about that a little bit last show, but I, I'm wondering if he's one of those people, which, and I feel like I'd be right in his same category of you've got a giant camera staring in the face with a bright light behind you. And it might just, I, I, I think I would actually shut in a little bit. And I'm wondering if it's a little, cause when he ends up getting married with Diana in, in the vows that are written, he ends up saying like, you know, I'm funny. I got some jokes. Like, and you see, like his best men are like seconding him. Like, yeah, like he's like, <clears throat> like get ready. So I'm wondering if like maybe just the spotlight kind of is just causing him to shut in a little bit. I guess we'll see that as we'll the see. season uh, unfolds. Yeah, but, I could be wrong, but but Deanna misses. I haven't had a date in ten years. You know, she, there's a big monologue where she's talking about how she checks all the boxes and she is, yeah, I, um, I quoted her on this. I consider myself a great catch. I've checked all the other, other boxes. I've checked all the other boxes and I'm like finding your soulmate shouldn't be a box to check. Yeah. Like it's not like, uh, I don't know. Check nine out of 10 that apply to you and this will work. I, I, uh, I don't well, just, I, I, And I know she probably, she doesn't mean it this way, but it seems more like a chore yeah. than it does. Like, finding the love of your life or like, like really trusting the process. It's like, no, I'm doing this cause I need to get this done. Mm-hmm. It's like, Ooh, I just, it just came off wrong. It could, and I, I'm going to take it as that it came off wrong. It, it, yeah. And you know, we have to be careful about producer manipulation. Yes. And I absolutely. hope that, I hope that that is definitely a factor. This isn't as, you know, bachelory in the sense that it's all the dramas manufactured by the producers, but, mm-hmm. um, words still come out of your mouth. And you kind of, maybe if you're going to have a camera in front of you the whole time, there's some things you want to take back though. Um, Mm -hmm. I also really love Amber's family. They make me, Amber's married to Matt. She's the athletic one. Yeah, yeah. She's the tomboy, they call her. If I remember, she has like the big family dinner, right? Where she tells everybody. Yeah. 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 And I I love how um, her sister's like, I've known her since the womb. And like, (laughs) I, I, you know, like in her speech, she said, we, we, you know, I was her roommate for nine months in close quarters. Um, I thought that was pretty funny, but her dad, so Amber's mom left the family to pursue her love interest, which was another woman, another woman and left her dad. And I thought that 
her dad's comment was so funny when he is like, I knew you're marrying someone at first sight. Isn't that crazy? I knew your mom for a year that it wasn't enough. <laughs> it's like, you gotta love a guy that can poke fun at himself. You know, <laughs> it's, it's pretty, I mean, but they seem like they laugh and they laugh. And I yes. think that that's going to be yes. a good resiliency to, to Amber and her marriage to Matt. And I is, do like, I do like how knowing their height differences. And again, she hasn't met him yet. Right. At that point when she's telling the family, and she, she's in front of the cameras and she's like, get ready because you're about to marry all of this. And it's like, dude, you have no idea they're about to marry a six foot five dude. Oh, I know. I know. Like, you, have <laughs> to, like, get a, you have to get a step stool to give him a kiss. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, every time he bends down, I'm like, well, that's so awkward. <laughs> and, then, and, you know, everyone's talking about, is he going to be okay dating someone that's six two, five two? How about dating someone that's six nine? Yeah. Yeah. If you're five two. Like, yeah. what is that coming to the, her side coming to the equation at all? Yeah. I mean, I, I knew I knew a guy that was six eleven in college. He was on the basketball team, and I remember asking him. I was like, "Like, what's it like being? Because I'm I'm five seven. I'm yeah. five eight on a good day, right? Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm, so I'm five day. seven, and I asked him. I'm like, you know, what's it like? I, I forget why, but I was like, hey, what's it like being six eleven? And he, I remember him saying, like, honestly, it, it sucks. Like, you're always ducking through doorways. Nothing's built for you. Like, it's like. It was a very interesting, eye-opening conversation, and I remember thinking, like, with this guy, it's the same thing. Like, you know, for him, what's it like dating somebody who's five two? But again, for her, like, she's gonna be living with the guy who's gonna she's gonna see this every day of him being like, well, I gotta sit five feet away from the table because my feet won't fit on like like just weird things like that. It's just gonna be different. It's just gonna be different, but because six foot's one thing, six foot two is not one thing, right? Six five and higher, like you're. You're 98th percentile at that point. It's different. Yeah, you Life's have a, you're, 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 you have a different altitude reading up there. It's a little cooler <laughs> up there. It's a little thinner. <laughs> so to run around makes you tired quicker. Um, no, for sure. And, and you know, but Matt. So as much crap as I gave Elizabeth, Matt's kind of in a fantasy world too, in a sense that he's been off playing professional sports overseas for the last couple of months, and he's not necessarily. Um, used to everyday life or the rigors of being in a relationship quite yet. And the reason why I say maturity-wise, I don't know where he's at, is the way that he's reacting to his parents' divorce. Yeah. At, I at, think... If at we, his age. Yes. I, I think if we were to ask Dr. Pepper, she would probably say... <laughs> you just like saying that, don't you? <laughs> Dr. Pepper, if you're Absolutely. watching. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like... I feel like she would probably, if she were on the show right now with us, she would say he's got clear signals of somebody who hasn't dealt with his parents' divorce yet. Cause he's seen like to the point where he gets like offended by oh. when he describes his family. Yeah. It's like, Whoa, we got some repressed anger here. Like we, like we obviously haven't gotten together and talked about your frustration with your family kind of thing. It's like, Ooh, there's some, there's some, yeah, there's some repressed, frustration and, and anger there for sure. And then it was interesting because, you know, Amber showed a lot of great restraint when he said, I don't want to talk about this right now. And she's like, okay, we don't need to talk about it. You know, juxtaposed, juxtaposed, juxtaposed. Well, spear strong. Apparently to take the gravity. <laughs> it's more than five. Um, you know, with her, with her bridesmaids who, um, won't let it go. Tell us why your parents are here. Yeah. And it's like, 
girl, I don't owe you anything. Yeah. Well, it's like, I just met my wife today. I certainly don't even know you girls. Like, I don't have to tell you anything. I don't owe you anything. Yeah. So I'm trying to see what else. I mean, um, Mm-mm. I mean, what? I mean, well, there's so many. I mean, I mean, there's so many things to, to dissect here. Um, you know, I thought that Amber, who's an identical twin, could have saved a lot of time by allowing her sister to try on the dresses that she thought might look good. <laughs> I mean, it's like looking in a mirror to a large extent. I mean, although I, I would argue, I think that Amber is the one that like she she's shown that she's pretty active. She likes to go do yoga and like do fitness classes, like. She was considerably in better shape than the rest of her sisters. Like, That's fair. So I, I don't know if the sizing would have fit, but well, I mean, but those dresses aren't sized though; they're just pa- they're, they're pinned, pinned in the back. Yeah. So, but you know, like I'm gonna look like this because her sister and her do look alike. Um, and also, three fourths of the guys, three of the four guys, chose blue tuxes. Yes, and like while I love Keith and he's like one of my favorites, he chose white. You didn't like that. It's not that I didn't like his outfit. He looked great in the outfit. I just feel like if I was a proprietor of a groomsman store, like a groom's clothiers, right? Uh-huh. I'd be like, "You look great in this. I'm not. I'm not against the choice. What I am, what I am, a little bit behind, or what what I want to be very clear with you. And this is the last. I'll speak of it. This is a wedding. Your wife is going to be wearing white." So just be, I'm just going to lay that out there. You might not want to wear white. I that's wear, the last I would speak of it. That's the last I was. I wear of. all the white. You would? You would wear all white. All white. Yeah. Well, I wore gray on my wedding. But but gray's gray. Yeah. I'm, I'm being facetious. I, mean, I, I wore but charcoal I think, gray on my wedding, but, but like my wife was in white. Like but, it's, but Iris was white, white dress to show her purity. Do you think that she would unknowingly Which I respect did, I never knew. I never understood that. I didn't know that was the reason why yep. you wore white. That is. But I just, I, I thought it was interesting. And we'll, we'll get to the, the, we'll get to Keith's mom in a minute, but <laughs> I never understood. I mean, the, the white symbolism makes sense, but, um, period. I just feel like for Keith, I feel like, I, I feel like it's competing with, with the bride. I Pe- don't consider that a uh, okay. complimentary thing. I consider that more of like a, this is my show too, which guys it is, it is. But <laughs> I mean, really, this is like, this is the day that like arguably your wife's probably been dreaming of for a while. So, yeah, you know, when I, when I was getting married, it was whatever she wanted. My position was like, look, we want to do this the way you want to do it. When you need to make a decision, I will make a decision. If you have, you know, between two things, you want my opinion, absolutely. I'll jump in and I'll be part of that process. But yeah. for me, I'm like, I would like, if you have a venue in mind, let's go do it. You want this dress mind? Let's go do it. You want, you know, you want me to have a certain color? Let's like, I'm all game. You yeah. Know? And, and I think that's the one thing I think was with just a guy picking white. Like it's, it's a bold move. It's a bold move, but. Well, Greg's bow tie was a bold move too because it was like red with squiggles. I love the I knew you would love the... I thought it was a fantastic choice. (laughs) A red bow tie with a white shirt with with like the blueberry suit. He he ended up wearing that though. But I I thought that the red was a little aggressive not knowing what color your wife would want. I think it was very Southern. Southern. Because they're... I mean, I guess it's North Carolina, but (laughs) I thought that was a very Southern look and i liked it. i thought that was i thought it was brilliant i would have chosen that i thought he looked great so i i was pissed off with matt's vows 
And I'm what about? Sick and, I'm sick and tired of the sports illusions with like a relationship. It's game time. Jersey's on. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, I'm gonna bust my butt in between the whistles. Like everything between the lines and, is fair. And for those that might be listening, rather you know, rather newer listeners, we both Matt and I both played sports at a collegiate level. Collegiate level. And we'll I, I'm, I'm just, I'm, but I'm so tired of that because I, I hate people. That, so that goes back to the maturity thing. Personal foul, Matt. Okay. Okay. Time out before you get a technical, man. Like, let me get technical. I just, any guy that alludes aspects of life to sports, they're not wrong, but it's different. Sports trains you a lot or teaches you a lot about life. Yes. But I would argue, I think to your point, it should be more of a one-way relationship. Sports should teach you about life, not the other way around. We should be like, oh, this is just like that time I missed that free throw when we lost the game. Like, Good. And also a, a marriage, like marriage is like, if you shoot a three-pointer and you know it's a three and the ref saw it was a three, but the opposing team who's your wife says, no, your foot was on the line, that's two points. Then it's, it's a two, two points. points. <laughs> like it's not, it's not directly comparable to... <laughs> to how sports are it's not as pure as sports but it's also like he has nothing else to draw on which is making me concerned for him because you know sports when it's your focus doesn't allow you to focus on the next areas you know the next things in life it's good that amber knows basketball yeah she seems like pretty like relatively knowledgeable on sports which is great so they'll at least connect there but and she's super attractive and wants to kiss him a bunch, which is good. You know, I don't feel, I feel like Greg is a sweet guy and Deanna's a sweet woman, but I don't feel any chemistry between them yet. Yeah. And that doesn't mean it can't develop. And granted, they just met each other. They seem like they liked each other though, because after they got married, they, they, and what they did with all the couples is after they got married, they sat them down in a little love seat and they actually like just. They got five minutes to get to know each other a little bit. His reaction, though, when she's like, I haven't had a date in 10 years. He's like, what? And I'll say this. I thought was a natural response. It is a bit of a, like, I would expect it. I would have a knee-jerk reaction to that, too. Like, wait, wait, we just got married. You haven't, been, you haven't dated anybody in 10 years? Like, yeah. Oh. Because, again, I think you and I were talking about, like, like dating is practice. Like, dating is, like, you it's find work. out what To you- take it to a sports level, it's reps, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's practicing I mean, that free throw. The people I dated taught me about what I do and don't want. Not that I was, not, again, but here's the thing. I wasn't dating to get reps. I was dating intentionally to, like, look for my wife. But, you know, not all of them work out. Yeah. And so you you have to learn something from every relationship. And I feel like, man, if you haven't dated in 10 years, you don't have a whole lot to look to, to, to recount and look back on. It can be troublesome. And I think that's part of that's part of it. I mean, you need to fail to succeed. Mm-hmm. And I think that dating is a good way, like you said, to learn about yourself, learn how to treat another person, mm-hmm. recognize, hey, I neglected her. It takes two to ten. Here, I neglected him yep. here, and I recognize that I can't do that in the future. Yep. Where you have someone like Elizabeth, who I want to spend a large amount of time on, um, who is so immature that she doesn't understand. Like the whole world revolves around her, and she is going to. They're going to run into issues where she's going to go down a rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, that is selfish, and then she's going to 
punish her husband or, for it. Or practice with communication, assumption, things like that, that that end up eating away at a relationship without having that knowledge of like, you know what, I need to... Even, even people who've been dating people for a long time can can still have trouble getting over some things and not really, you know, it's almost like we almost need our own therapist to kind of walk us through <laughs> our relationships so that we can actually learn something as we walk away from it. But, um, and, and I will point to, you know, a good example of that was Deanna's reaction when he did do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think to a certain degree, it's she like got super defensive. She got very defensive. And I think there, there's a, there is an element of like, all right, God, like it's okay. Right. Cause he, he was a bit more animated than I feel like I would have been. I'm like, hmm. Oh, okay. Like, but, but she immediately got, I think I forget what exactly what she said, but she's like, don't give me that look. And I was like, Whoa, like this, you have to understand. Like, I mean, this well, is, well, here's the thing. This is surprise, Diana. It's not judgment. This is surprise. Well, she said, you're judging me. You're judging me. Let me tell you why I was alone. And then she talks about all the education she got. And then got. he understood it. And then he was like, okay, he yeah, was like, cool. That makes sense to me. Like, yeah. And, and, but that's, that's the thing. And the, so the good news is we've seen one, they can communicate. But the story was completely different than but, what she said to the cameras. <laughs> but who's, who's to but, say? But yeah. here's the thing. They communicated and he was like, oh, that makes sense. Like that was a, that was a healthy reaction to have communication about it. But yeah. Her immediate assumption that he was judging her is not healthy. Just clarify before you before you know you're being judged. Clarify that. Yeah. Right. And so yeah, and that's where I thought like that's where I became okay with it once I actually talked it out. But I was like, whoa, Diana, pump the brakes. Like we don't know if he's judging, mm-hmm. but you know, it, it it would take anybody aback if you told somebody you haven't dated in ten years and you're literally getting married. Like keep the context. It's a big statement. It's like if I said I like fish popsicles, you'd be like. <laughs> Excuse me? I'm like, well, you have to understand. Don't judge me, Matt. Like, 50 first dates, I'd be like, well, you have to understand. I'm like, don't judge me, Alex. But the truth is, like, 50 first dates, my dad was a maritime fisherman, and he would come home and smell like fish. So every time I eat a fish popsicle, I think of my dad. Okay, there's a story. But don't go like, you're judging me. It's fucking weird. Yes. It's very weird if you like fish popsicles. If you have been on a date in 10 years, it's weird. It's not conventional. It's not conventional. Um, We are eating up time somebody could say the exact same thing if they're like yeah we got married at first sight <laughs> right <laughs> weird yeah a little different Wait, what a little different um let's talk about elizabeth because you said you want to talk oh about i gosh so much to go what do we need to know about elizabeth let's, Elis- start, let's start with the bachelor party your bachelorette party because you were, we were talking she about wears it. red yes and all um, wearing white and everyone else is wearing white um she talks about how everyone's talking about how they don't know where they're going to be physically with their husband and sexually at the wedding. She's like, I want to go balls to the wall sexual, which I thought was a very interesting use of words. Um, her dad and her were talking about penis size yeah, on the way up to the altar. Yeah. On the way down to the, down the stairs, walking out of the building to go. They were talking about penis size. Yeah. That was very weird. And then she says to her dad, you have always been my first love and you'll be my last. last. What does that mean? Well, God willing too, like God willing, he will not have to watch his daughter die. So he will pass before her. Right? Like that's what every parent wants. It's like, I don't want to see my kids die. Right? Yeah. And I know that's a little bit morbid, but I'm thinking like, then by that assumption, you would not hope that you would be her last love. I, yeah. There's a lot to unpack in that statement that I don't understand. I don't, I don't, I don't get that. And then maybe she just said that in the moment, wasn't really thinking about it, or maybe she, I don't know. It was a very not weird. I get the whole like you're my first love, like, and 
she will always love him. Like she'll never have that love for anybody else than though that, that which for her dad, but you're getting married. It's a different type of love. Yes. Yeah. Unfortunately, like in English, we have one word for love and it's love. Right. Love, amor, amore, agape. Uh, agape. Now you're getting, getting deep there. Um, also too, you know, she walks down the aisle and she's talking the entire time, laughing, interrupting, conversing with guests. Maybe, maybe she's nervous <laughs> and she just talks. But then she goes up to him and says, "What's your name?" He said, "Jamie." She like turns to her friends, "It's Jamie. It's a Jamie." And then he's like, "I don't understand what this is." Like she's making the moment all about her, and then until to the point where his sister yelled out, "What's your name?" Like she didn't even tell him his name, and her then name, yeah, her vows. She's like. Was literally what's the movie where it's like, if you have to cheat, cheat death. Oh, it's Hitch. It's Hitch. 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 You know, if you have to lie, lie in the arms of someone that you love. She literally stole <laughs> that speech and made it her vows. I'm like, easy, Will Smith. Like this is unrealistic. I won't right lie, here. cry, or steal. You live right here. Mm. You live the right Q-tip. here. The <laughs> Q-tip. Quit. Throw it away. Kevin James is fantastic in that movie. He is good. Um. And there's a car alarm going off the entire time. That's an omen. Yeah. <laughs> and oh gosh, I, I don't, I just, I had a bunch of issues with her. And then he's like talking to people. He's like, oh, it'd be advantageous for us to do that. And she's like, oh, advantageous. That's a $5 SAT word. What? Mm, that's like a high school word. Yeah. Advantageous. Uh, oh my God. No, no, to be fair, I thought he had said ostentatious and I was like, all right, it's not advantageous, but no, you're, you swear by advantageous. So I'll, I'll agree. Oh, and, and her that's, dad, that's a high school word. her dad was so happy. Well, technically you study for the SAT in high school. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, um, what would you pay? <laughs> <laughs> Who's paying for words? I don't, that's something I don't understand. I'll take either. advantageous for $5. <laughs> This word is advantageous. Ooh, don't know that one. That's a big that one. That doesn't work this way on Wheel of Fortune. It's like her dad literally was like, I just renewed her tags because she didn't know how to do it. Yeah. In the world of Google, we've how got, do you not know how to do anything? Yeah, we've got we've got some life skills that need to be learned. Or in this case, most likely just transferred. And then and then oh transferred. He's transferring her to Jamie and he's so happy about it. He's like, goodbye. I don't know. I see him. I see him as being a very sad pops to leave, to, to let her daughter go. His daughter go. I think so. He didn't but. walk out of the room like um, Iris's dad. Yeah. Iris, which it seems like mom and dad are divorced because they weren't together when she told them that she was getting married. I was, and yet, I was wondering that too. Yeah. It seems like they had a good relationship. Um, good enough. I mean, yeah. enough for him to, to really break down and have a hard time being like, I'm handing over my daughter to somebody I don't even know. Like, and I can a hundred percent appreciate that feeling. That's, that's not, that's different. It's very rough. I can imagine that. Yeah. And then oh, the cake thing, they're like, she's like, he went straight for my eyelashes. It's it was like, Elizabeth. 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 He's like, yeah. no, he tried to put it in your mouth and then you moved your head in an awkward way. And another thing that bothers me about her, and I'm sorry, I'm getting, I'm getting a little irked. I told you I'm irked by her I'm pointing to you, the audience on the video. Um, is, lost my train of thought irked by elizabeth i'm irked by elizabeth because this is at the wedding reception oh gosh i'm trying to read my notes here um we were just talking about iris and the parents oh i got it 
when she kisses him, she bends backwards so far. Like he literally has to catch her. And as a guy, that's one of my biggest pet peeves is when a girl does a deep bend, you're like literally straining yourself to catch them and then kiss them and pull themselves back up. I mean, it's, it's not, it's not, doesn't look good. It would, if it's a weird, awkward, and she does that every time they kiss Hmm. and it bugs me, Hmm. bugs me. She wants to be dipped every time. When I dip, you dip, we dip. (laughs) His hand was not on her hip though. His hand was on her, the the upper part of her back and all of a sudden he had to recover. Yeah. I'm sure you're not feeling the same type of angst that I am, but it, it <laughs> well, literally... It, it's funny. I remember I remember there was a girl that I dated when we would guess she would lean forward and Ooh. it hurt me. Like, I would be like, I'd be bending my back and I was like, this hurts. <laughs> <laughs> so she's, she's I, a, I brought it up and I was like, oh, okay, we're cool. So, she's a forward leaner. Once we got that out of the way, we got married. So it's all fantastic. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, good. Well, hopefully. But I remember like, so I, it's funny. I didn't, I wouldn't have, actually have even picked up on that but uh yeah because you're the you're the one bending backwards you're the dippy (laughs) (laughs) um gosh so many different things on here so matt we we want to address that matt didn't have his family anybody on his side except for his like groomsmen yeah which i think is problematic yeah and and it's also it's also kind of selfish Mm mm-hmm I mean, yep. he didn't even tell them. He didn't tell them. If you're getting married, your family deserves their I mean, opportunity to say yes or no. And it seemed like he, when, when they had the one-on-ones with him and the camera, like just him and the cameras, it almost seemed punitive in nature. Do you, use, that's like, a $5 not, SAT not, word. Can you explain that to me? He was punishing them okay. for getting divorced. I mean, it was like the whole family got, got punished for some reason, which I'm also kind of like, what what did he has all sisters of, too? That's what I'm saying. Like what what did the whole family do to you? That like again, there are some major issues family wise. And look for him at for him his not want any of them. And look conversely at his wife, Amber. Amber had issues with her mom, bigger issues than Matt yes. should have with his parents. Mom and he, abandoned the family. And he, she used this opportunity to get closer to build that bridge with her mom. Yep. And I, I liked her mom, how she stepped up and saved Matt because that damn DJ and anyone that's ever wedding planned knows that the DJ has a set list of songs in the dances you're going to do and the songs that correlate to those dances. They're not going to sit there like, is Matt's mother here? Well, you, yeah, you is also- Is Matt's family here? Mother, daughter, mother, son, dance. And I, and I did wedding DJing for a little bit and there is definitely a consult that occurs before the wedding where you go, okay, what do you guys want for the mother, son dance? Oh, Mom's not here. Okay. Is there anybody else that you'd like to, like grandmother? Like you always figure out there's something else. So, and, and yeah, I think Matt, to your point, you mentioned earlier, the producer level, we don't know to what extent they could have been like leaned over to the DJ, but if that was not the case, big foul by the DJ, you do not mess that one up. Oh no. And then also clearly Iris's dad was like sobbing and walking out the room. So they're like, well, Iris stay standing for the, the bride, Father-daughter dance. Father-daughter dance. And when he's not in the room, it's like that DJ, it was the same voice. That DJ was the worst wedding DJ yeah. in the history of wedding DJs. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, which I'm hoping that they don't have it on their advertising being like, we're the DJ chosen for this show and this season. <laughs> like, Because, again, I'd be like, uh, you messed up big time. Uh, yeah. You're the MC of that night. You make sure you don't expose the or the, 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 the groom for not having a mom. Or you don't expose the, the bride <laughs> when dad's not around to dance at the moment. Like, 
You don't do that. No, you, you have make to... sure that both parties are present before you announce that. You give them a heads up. They're going to announce that. And yeah, it was, there were some big party fouls there. No pun intended. <laughs> and then the last thing that I kind of want to talk about is, uh, Keith, Keith's mom. Yeah. Um, so let's talk first about the fact that when Keith told them that he was getting married, mom was definitely not cool. I, mom and dad were like, uh, we have our problems with this for sure, which very natural, <clears throat> very natural. Mm-hmm. And then it also became an issue of like, I don't know if grandma, grandpa can approve of this either, which again, valid. Like we, yeah. you know, this is, this is not something that we were, expecting you to do this is you know i so i can i can appreciate that reaction but we get to the wedding night and she said iris is everything i could ever wish for keith that's what she said in her private interview yeah Yeah. but she has a conversation with iris commenting on the white wedding dress Uh and then iris is proud to tell her like hey like it's for a reason I've been saving myself for marriage. And then his mom's like, Ooh, I got a juicy piece of gossip. I'm going to go tell my son. Yeah. Which I'm sorry. I, I know you're his mother. Like that is not your business to tell. It's her. It's, it's Iris's, it's Iris's thing to share. Think about it. It's like Iris has been waiting her whole life to share that comment with her husband. And then it's now been sullied by her mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now and it, it, for me it wasn't necessarily i mean well it did bother me that she did feel the need to tell keith her son but it more what what irked me more since we're using that that's our yeah irk. our sat word of the day that's um five dollar sat word it it irked me more in the manner in which she told him <clears throat> she was very in your face about it no well, she's yeah. kind of like, you know what that means? Yes. You know she, what that she means? She's very like, 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 I don't know what the word for that is, but it's like, it was gamey. It was very like, she knew something that he didn't. And she was going to kind of play him and kind of lead him along, kind of make it a little bit painful before she told but him. But it was also vilifying it. Yes. Yeah. She, she was it's like, like, oh, you're, she was like, you're you, a girl's you know, a virgin. She's, she's wearing a white dress. Yeah. Yeah. And he goes, but it's not, it's not vanilla. It's not cream. It's, it's dark white. And he's like, okay, like he's like, you know why that is, right? Like, it's just don't play the game. Like, and again, if you're if you're gonna spill the beans before his wife can tell him, you should just say, hey, just so you know, she's still a virgin. Yeah. Like, I, so I, I didn't I didn't appreciate the fact that she told her told him before. Iris I, I didn't did, like that either. And I didn't I didn't appreciate the manner in which she told him. I just I didn't none of that rubbed me the right way. Me neither. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of the nuts and bolts of the episode, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to go right to the Stones rating. Uh, every show, we give a Stones rating. We each have two Stones to give. Naturally. And uh, two Stones means you enjoyed the episode. Uh, no Stones means an act, of, an act of castration is preferable to watching the show. So, uh, Alex, do you want me to have the honors or do you want to have the honors? We also have the meaty scale. Yes. Yeah. So why don't you go first with the meaty scale? Sponsored by Arby's. (laughs) Just kidding. We have (laughs) the meat. (laughs) Did the show have the meat? Um. Yeah, I think it's like a solid BLT or maybe like a turkey turkey BLT. I don't know. You know, there's a. It had some meat in there. Um, 
I think there's a little bit of foreshadowing. Like, you know, we were kind of talking about there are some things that, you know, some some relationship things I think are going to be brought up because they're not being addressed on the wedding night. Yeah. Which is their first interactions with each other. So, um, but it, it was, it was interesting. It was like, it, it was like watching something I've never watched before. Yeah. Like people getting married at first sight. <clears throat> um, so, and it was entertaining. I'll, I'll give it, and this is episodes two and three combined because yeah. it was the weddings. I'll give it, I'll give it two stones. I thought it was, I thought it was entertaining. I'll give it two stones too. And I thought that, I already, I already feel it's like heads and shoulders above like anything else we've been watching. Yeah, it really is. And just in the sense that it's real yeah, to a large extent. And, um, I think that it's a fun show and I think that they, the things that they're deciding on are immediately talking about, you know, like, you know, the bachelor, you watch the bachelor and they wait till they go on their one-on-one to, uh, Get to know share each other. their share their hook as to why their life has been crummy mm. or why they don't talk to their parents and now like like this show it's we're married and all of a sudden your insecurities are showing through and we need to address them mm-hmm. it's it's different and there's not a lot of the glitz and glamour leading up to the wedding which is you know if weddings were all about things that happen and marriage's success rate was on how things happened before the wedding there would be a hundred percent marriage rate. And yeah. There'd be a zero percent divorce rate. Yep. It's all about what happens after the magical day. Mm-hmm. That, and I think that we're gonna see that in the show when the world creeps back in and you know maybe maybe kicks you down to the curb a couple times and you as a team have to figure it out. Yeah. You as a couple have to figure it out. Yeah. So I like this. I'll give it two stones. That's four stones for this episode. Yeah. Wow. Strong for the two. Four. And um. And uh, so please. Uh, we're going to do episodes four, four and five. five. I'm really good at math. Uh, next. And so follow us on Twitter at RO Stones Guys, on Instagram at RO Stones Guys, on YouTube at RO Stones Guys. If you can't figure out the trend here, it's at RO, <laughs> RO Stones Guys. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, share, follow, whatever it may be. Uh, we really appreciate your listenership and we look forward to talking to you again soon. Talk to you soon. Have a good one. Bye.